Hi there and welcome to Colour Fit Chat number nine. This week I'm absolutely delighted to say I've got my old mucker Rob Pacey on the show. Now Rob has risen from fairly humble beginnings as a short-term footballer and as S&C coach working within football to be one of the most prominent influencers in the S&C world. He's the host of the number one rated Pacey Performance Podcast which has interviewed over 300 of the world's most prominent S&C coaches and it has a mind-blowing over 1 million minutes downloaded. I've recently been on the show and can attest to its wide-ranging influence. He also consults for the UK SCA and other S&C industries and as such he's thought of as one of the biggest forethinkers and influencers within our industry and he's going to talk about some of the more prevalent topics in the SNC industry within today's talk. So I really hope you enjoy it. If you think you can add opinion or want to ask questions, remember to leave your comments on Twitter and tag in myself and Rob and use the hashtag ColourFitChat. Hope you enjoy the show. Over the last couple of years, I've been a big proponent of building a side hustle and it's something that I have spoken a lot about on social media. And for me, a side hustle is something that can generate income above and beyond your full-time job, or your, your traditional nine to five. But I think the key with a side hustle is that, it, yes, it is something that can bring in an income, but it's something that can be scaled, easily scaled up and down depending on your circumstances. And there's a couple of reasons why I think that building a side hustle, especially in our industry as sports performance coaches, as physiotherapists, as nutritionists, um, and why it's really important. So one, we all know how the lack of job security can be an issue in our industry with people coming and going um, very, very quickly. And I think that having that side hustle just gives an extra layer of security, of um, insurance. So should the worst happen and you get let go, get moved on, sacked, whatever you want to call it, there's always something on the side that can be relied upon. And that's the reason why I said it's something that, that can be scaled up or down. It's got to be something that can be scaled up or down. So for a sports performance coach, for instance, they write a quarterly blog on a national, international website that pays them £100 for the article. Now, if that goes well, hopefully it does because that person is a good writer. If they were to lose their job, that can be scaled up to one a month. So that goes from £300 uh, per quarter, sorry, £100 per quarter to £300 per quarter. So that doesn't interfere with the full-time job, but it's something that can be easily scaled up and down. And a physio, do one hour in a clinic per month. Obviously, that, hopefully that relationship goes well. Should the worst happen, that can be scaled up or down depending on the situation. So that's why I think side hustles are so, so important. We all know how competitive the strength and conditioning and sports science industry can be when it comes to getting a job in the first place or moving roles. One thing that I don't think many people are considering, and it is a little bit left field, but this is going down the self-employed route. P 
Personal trainers have obviously done this forever because many personal trainers uh, only have an option to be self-employed. But I don't think many strength and conditioning coaches or sports scientists have considered this route. And it's definitely not a typical route to go down. But I think because of how competitive the industry is, more and more coaches will go down this route. Lots of smaller contracts with semi-professional or low-end professional clubs or even semi-professional or lower-end professional athletes. Um, I think it's a genuine opportunity for people. There are clubs uh, and associations out there who cannot afford someone full-time. So approaching these clubs and organisations and offering those your expertise in a self-employed consultancy um, nature, to me, is a, is a viable option, especially given how competitive the market actually is. So it's definitely not the typical route. It's definitely not an easy route. It takes a lot of commitment and a lot of time on the front end to get these things set up. But I think it is something that more people should be thinking about given how competitive it is if you are on the lookout for your first job or on the lookout for maybe a more balanced um, work-life approach. So networking is something that I've spoken quite a bit about and I think it's something that is often a confusing subject and one thing that gave it clarity for me was a book which is recommended to me by Kia Wenham Flat which was uh, Never Eat Alone by uh, Keith Ferrazzi and off the back of that it really showed me that networking in its in its traditional sense is is nonsense it's all about actually building relationships which are mutually beneficial like a, uh, like a friendship like a marriage they're both mutually beneficial hopefully um, and whether you're in a business environment or a personal environment that should not change and I think people often get that mixed up and actually think it's just about collecting business cards it's just about collecting followers on social media and I think one thing that adds to that misconception is that terms like it's not what you know, it's who you know. And it's and more recently, it's not what you know, it's not who you know, but who knows you. Both of which are definitely true, but I think it leads to practices, like I mentioned on the social media video, that it's just about getting your name out there and people knowing your name when that's not enough. And I think people look to networking as a way to get a job. Now, would you get a job, would you give someone a job or recommend someone for a job if you knew their name on social media or their Twitter handle or something like that? No, you wouldn't. You only recommend that person because you know them personally. And that's where moving things offline, if that's where you go to network, moving things offline and into a human interaction is where true networking, if that's what we want to call it, um, really bears fruit and I think probably should move away from the term networking because it has negative connotations but it's all about just relationships it's all about relationships that are mutually beneficial just like any other relationship in life like I mentioned a marriage or a friendship so it's absolutely no different in a business sense as well so is social media essential for the modern day strength and conditioning coach or performance coach in a short answer, my opinion is no, 
but it can be very, very useful if used in the correct way. But I think one thing people need to be very aware of is that a lot of people, like everyone, is getting to know how to use social media better. And people are educating themselves, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's reading articles, of how they can maximise their time and effort on social media to build the ever-elusive audience or personal brand, which is spoken about a hell of a lot. And I think that's where people run into problems when using social media. They don't really know what they actually want from it. They just want to be more known, build an audience. And I think this leads to practices such as those popularised by Gary Vaynerchuk, which is commenting on podcasts, on articles, on whether that be on LinkedIn, Facebook, just so people see your name see your name, see a comment, and follow. That is that is one way to, to build an audience. But I think because people are getting more educated, people are seeing that that is a strategy, and it come, can, in my opinion, come across very unauthentic and spreading yourself very thin. And I think that is one thing that social media can do really, 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 really well, is actually building meaningful relationships rather than just gaining followers. Because in the bigger picture, whatever the bigger picture is for you or anyone on social media, for me, it should be building long-lasting relationships that can be mutually beneficial away from social media. So I think, to me, that has to be the goal. So, yes, take on board all the advice of the social media gurus and read and listen, but I think being authentic is something that is absolutely essential to be successful on social media. But is social media essential for the modern day S&C coach? No, but if done well, it can be great. So a huge thanks goes out to Rob there for his fascinating input. Modern S&C coaches more than ever have to be flexible and innovative in our thinking in order to establish a successful and long-term career path. Unfortunately, there are more qualified people than there are jobs. Sports science is the most popular degree in the country, making getting on the ladder incredibly difficult. Additionally, many jobs in SNC just aren't that well paid, but there are opportunities if you can think outside the box of pro sport. Private leisure, coaching, well-being industry, NHS, etc. To start on the ladder, networking is important, but come bearing gifts and not expecting handouts. When I was meeting my peers, I would give away everything and receive only a little. But over time, this all adds up. Social media can be great for your profile, but make sure you're adding something and not just being an arsehole to get noticed. Please follow my podcast, Colour Fit Chat, and leave a positive review. And remember, the full episodes are available on our YouTube channel. Take care, and I hope to see you next week.